everybody. It's Dave and Jeff. It's October 13th, 2021. NHL season, Dave. Second night of the NHL. I'll tell you this quickly for my <laughs> ninth second uh, NHL recap. Yes. So they're on ESPN now. They were back on ESPN last night with Steve Levy, Barry Melrose, Chris Chelios, and Mark Messier. Yep. Tonight they're on TNT, and it's uh, Liam, whoever that kid is, shows up, used to be on NBC, Liam McHugh, I think. I have no idea. Anson Carter, Rick Tockett, Gretzky, and Paul Bissonette. Paul Bissonette will be the star of this whole thing. Uh, It's a little too much of, hey, aren't we funny? Hey, we're buddies. Are they trying to keep it loose? Yeah, it's so loose, Dave. We're all buddies here. We're all busting balls. Come on. We're silly. Really, really annoying. But. (laughs) How how would you like it? Like, what kind of. It doesn't have to be like that. Not everybody needs to be Mark Grant. Right. So fake. Is the sport too fast to be funny? No, it's not that. But you have guys with insane credentials. When you started last night with ESPN. Mark Messier and Chris Chelios, two of the all-time greats, right? Yeah. Tonight on TNT, you have uh, Wayne Gretzky, who is the greatest. Yes. But then you have Anson Carter, who's very, very good. But then you have Paul Bissonette. And people go, who the heck is Paul yeah, Bissonette? I'm lost. Journeyman, smaller guy, fighter. But he does a uh, uh, podcast. Chicklets, what the hell is the name of this thing? It's so goddamn funny. And he's a guy that w- bounced between the minors and the NHL. Smaller dude, he fought, but he's insanely funny and insanely likable. And as people get to know him and kind of see, he's just naturally charismatic and yeah. great. He's going to bring out good stuff. Like they brought Barkley out tonight and Barkley was funny, but it's just trying too hard to show everybody, ah, hey, God dang, we're crazy over here. Hey, thanks for coming over. And it's so fake, it makes you nuts. And that's the thing I hate because everybody's trying to be inside the NBA. Yeah. And so you see it on NFL Today. You see it on Fox, which is all, ah, God, this is, oh, I can't believe I get paid to do this. You know, Van Gundy does, never calls anything about a game. If you ever watch an NBA game with Van yeah. Gundy, he just starts rambling. Yeah, but the, the, I mean, Walton's, Walton and Dave Pash, yeah. right? And all this shit. Listen, man, honestly, I think it's one of the reasons why our pal Craig Elston isn't calling goals games anymore. And it's because they ruined him on 1090. Because Elston's boring? No. Because Craig Craig did these over-the-top goal calls, yeah. but he was doing it in the first period, and he was doing yeah. it in the third you period. You called that early. Because Craig is really, really good at play-by-play. But I would say, dude, watch how these guys do it. There's a difference. And then eventually, I don't know what happened, but he was out. Yeah, it's like the guy, you ever see the guy who does the Hornets games? When it's no. six, when it's six to four in basketball, the Hornets guy makes it sound like every shot's a game winner. Yeah, loses his shit every shot. Yeah, so every guy is trying to outdo the other guy. Yeah, um, and so it just gets to be too much. So and, how big is the booth? I'm curious now. Like like in most sports, we're used to a two man booth. How many people are are we? If I turn oh, the volume up, 
How many people am I going to hear? So last night, uh, ESPN game one, I got to think of, oh, it was uh, Sean McDonough. Okay. And Ray Ferraro. Okay. Those two. Really good. Really good. Okay. Um, the night game was John Butchercross and Brian Butcher, former goalie. Again, really good. Um, tonight, game one on TNT was Kenny Albert and Eddie Olchek. Okay, so it's two guys. It's two not, guys. No one's and going three-man thing. Keith, well, Keith Jones tonight was down between the benches like they're doing here with Jamal Myers. Yeah. So that's always kind of cool, right? Kind of like a sideline reporter. It's okay. And then I think tonight it's John Forsland and Darren Pang probably doing the night game. Or it might be uh, Brendan Burke. They're really good. So, no, they've got really good announcers. It's just... Look, give them a couple of weeks. I'm sure they're trying to get it figured out. Camera angles have been great. They're trying to do a lot more access to players, so that'll be fun. You can actually find the games on TNT and ESPN. It's funny you say that. Last night and tonight's the first time I've watched a regular season hockey game in years. Yeah, because you can never find them on NBC Sports Network. Yeah. You weren't thinking of it. So you have the natural tie-ins with, I mean, you're going to see them on SportsCenter. You got the tie-ins with Barkley and all that. So, yeah, it'll be fine. But it was Kings go tomorrow night, okay. which will be fun, uh, against Vegas. So that should be an interesting game. Cool to see Seattle last night. Got yeah. down and then rallied back. So, yeah, man, it's good. So right now, it's funny. You and I have uh, Avalanche and Blackhawks. In in my history as a hockey fan, which isn't you know extremely long, not as long as yours. I mean, I started watching, as I say all the time, I'm the guy that started following hockey when Gretzky went to the Kings. Yeah. I hate these two teams. Yeah, I hate right? both of them. I hate Chicago more than Colorado, but I do hate both these teams. I'll tell you this, that building right there, that's the last venue that I was at on the road. Is it still called the Pepsi Center? Uh, no, you can see right there. If you look at center ice, it says Ball Arena. Right? What's it say? Yeah, Ball Arena. Okay. Sponsored by... And there's literally no ball on the ice. True. <laughs> But when the Nuggets play there, it works out perfectly. But this, to me, had always been like one of the most boring arenas, right? When you were watching and sports travel around, and you're like, those uniforms suck, and yeah. they're boring, the whole thing. The seats were bad. They were brown. They are Pepsi color. Yeah. Well, when you get in there, it's really cool, Dave. If you ever get to Denver and can go to a Nuggets game or go to an Avs game, they do an outstanding job. I mean, it's cronky. Yeah. That owns it. So fan experience is really cool. But yeah, get to, that was probably the one building that surprised me the most of different venues I've been yeah. to. Where I was like, all right, this is fun. I'm going yeah. with Julie Brownman. We're just hanging out. And then you came out of there. You go, shit, that was great. I tell you what, if you're listening right now, I hope it didn't go right over your head. We just made history. We're the first show in years to open up a show with Colin Hockey Talk. Yeah. Nobody opens show with hockey anymore. No, not anymore. See? And it's probably it. <laughs> because, we well, you got to start with the NHL because the two teams that I love, probably the most of any two teams, are a complete disaster. And that's the Raiders and the Padres. Let me start with the Padres. Okay. Pete Seidler made his way around the media last week, and I immediately realized why Pete Seidler never talks because I'm like, Jesus, what a dimwit. <laughs> Oh Jesus! I, I why why is he off limits? I didn't say I didn't say he was. Well, I, I never he, once did. I, but hold on a second here. A year ago at this time, AJ was off limits. Yeah, four months ago, AJ was off limits. Mm -hmm. It just in the last two months at most that people start going after AJ. You say one negative thing about AJ, you're just a fucking hater. Yeah, 
Shut up. Yeah. Fuck off. Move. Damn it. Move. Uh, but yeah, no, here's, I mean, we, we talked about this. You're right. Yeah, I know what we, I don't know what you're about to say, but I'm saying we said, look, a week ago, two weeks ago, everybody likes Pete as a person. Yeah. We, you root for him. Number one, he owns your team. He controls really your destiny as a fan. Oh, boy. And so you go, you root good things for him. We all know he had a major health scare. Seems like a really nice guy. So you root for him. Yeah. But as far as running this team and being the guy oh, with big balls, oh boy, no balls, none. He would not have a sweated ball arena. <laughs> I, I've never heard a guy more happy about his team that finished twenty eight games out of first place. Yep, he's just whistling down the uh, the avenue. Boy, everything's great. And then, did he say you got to look in the mirror and start with me? Because I've heard him say that one. I'm hey, tired of people using that line. Hey. A year ago, boy, we were the talk of the town. And we think we can be the talk of the town again. You are, but not for good reasons. Yeah. Well, I wish, remember um, the scene, the start of Ghostbusters, when Bill Murray's there, and that little jerk, and that hot chick, and they were trying to guess what Bill Murray had on the card. Yeah. And every time the guy got something wrong, Bill would buzz him. Yeah. I feel like every time Pete comes on or Preller comes on, the guys conducting the interview should have that buzzer. <laughs> hey, listen, I feel really good about negative hairs. Hi. <laughs> well, AJ knows so much about baseball. God damn. It's a little early on that thing, aren't you, kid? Yeah. You just start shocking that fucker. And I'll, okay, okay. We're fucked. Huh? Oh, I didn't get that time. Yeah. Okay, AJ sucks. God damn it. But I think with the, hey, experience comes in a lot of different ways. Fuck. You start fucking buzzing that guy. Would you fucking say? <laughs> you asshole. I didn't hear Preller on. Oh, boy. I'm, every time Preller talks, you're just like, what a boring sack of shit. I just feel like we got we to gotta do, I got to be better. Really? As my friend Steve Hartman would say, really? Yeah, that's what Steve would say. <laughs> All right, so what do you think goes through Preller's mind? As we said, he was loved in this town with a really long leash. Yeah, I think you just so hit it. when right he there. has to do these interviews, these media hits that, yeah. you know, the owner's doing and AJ's doing, do you think he's shocked? I mean, people no. that, that he thought maybe were on his side, no, as you I, say, all of Garden Buddies are all of a sudden asking questions that aren't kissing his ass all saying hey what did you do here and why now i think i think aj knows in his mind the town hates him i think he thinks all these guys don't know shit oh you're probably right i think he thinks darren doesn't know shit yeah and, and he's Woods like doesn't know shit yeah ac i i like that he's on darren's show and then he'll be on woods in like two weeks great relationship flagship dude how did that happen the flagship's always supposed to go first you got nobody running the ship over there Got that guy playing bench the coach. Yeah. You should be making calls. <laughs> Fucking guys trying to put two second yeah. sound clips together of Pat Benatar. We belong. <laughs> we, got, right? we, we got AJ ready to go, but no, we're going to take Kevin and Chula Vista. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> You're right. They had, think about it. As far as I know, Marty and Darren both interviewed him before 97.3 got him. Yeah, I know, yeah, Preller hasn't been on there, has he? I think he was on with uh I think he was on with Woods. 
Like Crowler a, was? Yeah, like last week, last Monday or some shit. But it was it was after everybody at 1360. Um, well, yeah. I mean, Crowler has complete run. There's no, there's no checks and balances being run by Pete Seidler. So when you read what Dennis Lynn wrote today in The Athletic, is that it wouldn't be shocking that another first-time manager yeah. comes in and maybe an experienced manager is hired as a bench coach and slash manager in waiting. You go, okay, well, that'll be Jeff Bannister. Jeff Bannister will be the manager oh in God. waiting. And then you just start going, all right, well, who's going to be the other guy, right? Yeah. Mark Loretta, Phil Nevin. Not going to be Nevin. No. no way it'll be Nevin. No way it's Nevin. It's going to be a guy with a personality very similar to what you saw with Tingler. Yeah, somebody that can get walked over. Yeah, a putz. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the names that Bob Nightingale had out. Oh, you see it? Poor Bob hasn't had anything I know, right I know. ever. Okay, I know. go. Bob's hated probably more than me. Here we go. He has Boach. Yeah. I think most people feel Boach is smart enough not to take the job. Buckshaw Walter. Yeah. Jeff Bannister. The Jeff Bannister is the funniest it thing is, ever to me. How do you sell that to anybody? Yep. I can't wait till Mike Pomeranz. Hey, we're on Padres Live, the pregame show coming up. Uh, Jeff Bannister meets with the media. Fantastic, Mike. Can't wait. I had tickets to the to the opera, but I'm going to wait to hear what Jeff Bannister has to say. <laughs> John Gibbons. John Gibbons was another guy we threw out just joking yeah, around. Fucking off, yeah. Ron Renicky. <laughs> Ron Renicky. John Farrell. I threw out John yeah, Farrell. You fucked around on that one too. Brad Osmus. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Dude, that? all these names are. Where's Sosha? Sosha's not on here. And where's Ronnie Midnight? And so, <laughs> now here's the deal. A couple of these names, as you said, Ron Washington's name isn't on this list. I think there are a couple of reasons, and a lot of people believe he's the front runner is, you know, it's not professional to talk about a guy who's still in the postseason, okay? But we all, everybody's heard Ron Washington. Yeah. Here's another name I'm surprised hasn't come up. Not saying he's the right guy, but as a name, surprise hasn't come up because he's been with the Braves for a while now, is Walt Weiss. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, Walt Weiss, again, you know, former manager of the Rockies and, and went to the Braves, and I'm sure he's learned a lot that he his mistakes and everything else and had to do things different. Not saying Walt Weiss is the right guy. I'm surprised his name hasn't come up. Let me explain something, because Jeff and I have told you guys how this works, but it seems like the people in this town don't understand how this works. Major League Baseball does not want any major announcements during the postseason. That's why they aren't naming a manager. If I hear one more fucking host in this town going, I don't know what the fuck the Padres are doing. They haven't hired anybody. Yeah. They don't want any announcements. Do you guys remember back in 2007 when, A-Rod? The, when the Rockies were taken on the Red Sox and A-Rod announced his contract extension and Major League Baseball lost their shit? They don't yeah. want any major announcements to take away from the postseason. So... Stop listening to Coach saying, what the fuck's going on? Come on, let's go here. (laughs) That's that's exactly what he does. When I was GM of the Soccers, we had a couple of different situations. I brought guys in, Dave, from Chile. I brought guys in from Bulgaria. Well, it was Sean Walchev, but I brought him in. (laughs) I'll tell you what. You take some of that. Sean, I said, Sean said, hey, what can I get you? You want brisket? You want pulled pork? I said, you know, I am an egg salad guy. So he said, well, I'm going to pull a little paprika on there. My goodness. He's a magician. <laughs> but then I said, hey, what do you know about coaching? Indoor soccer. Sean said, not very much. Okay, well, I'll get back to you. So I checked the Bulgaria box. He was there. Uh, who else did I bring in, Dave? 
Why does Coach every day act like he, the Padres have come to Coach? We really want you to take this we job. We have to. He makes it sound John. like he's turned the job down on oh, a daily basis. Oh, my God, John. John just puts a yellow coach. <laughs> what does he say? Coach here. John, can you at least show me the courtesy of picking up the phone? I I would like to, but I am playing uh, bench to coach. I got to get my fa- John, I can't even hear a goddamn word you're saying. My God. I am Eric Gruppner, COO of the Padres. Hey, I'm aware who you are, Eric. Brayden, who's on line two? <laughs> hey, just doesn't fuck it. Every day he acts like he's turning the job down for GM <laughs> and manager. I, Dave, I've had health concerns, and right now I'm healthy as a bull, but I, I don't know if I could put up with that. I, that bullpen, I got to listen to that shithead Doug Bockler <laughs> try to tell me that Keone Kelly's ready to go. <laughs> Everything you're saying is exactly <laughs> the truth. It's not even funny. Uh-oh. It's like, and then he drops this line. I don't know. Thursday morning, I'm busy because I'm at Bible study. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Okay, who asked? Michael Rowe, you're bored ashore. Hallelujah. <laughs> Just the ladies in the back now. <laughs> Michael Rowe, bored ashore. I found the Lord as a young man at Torrey Pines. It was very inspirational to me. I can't remember how exactly, but it has been. Then I bought into Jim Baker. But hey, you live and you learn. This guy's turning down jobs. You know what I realized by listening to the show? What's that? It is coach talks to the same people every day. Every day. So when you when Jeff and I would do a show, and most people do a show this way, you don't want to kill the audience with the same guests all the time. I used to say all the Ernie. Stop putting these fuckers up. We used to say all the time, once a month. Yeah. Once a month. They can call Unless in it once was a month. Vera. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's the way it usually goes so the audience doesn't think, fuck, he only has six listeners. Yeah. And so it's the same people every day, like yeah. check-ins every fucking day. Yeah. It's the craziest shit I've ever heard, but I can't stop listening. No. And so there, the, the problem is, see, a year ago with this team, even in the 60-game season, they win against the Cardinals and... They get they run out against the Dodgers, but Clevenger's injured. I don't think anybody expected Darvish or Blake Snell those kind of moves. But you just felt Musgrove. like Yeah, Musgrove's another starting pitchers. Yeah. Melanson came in, you weren't sure what was going to happen in the pen, right? Yep. And uh and but you were really really interested and excited. And I Dave, I think a year ago we sat here and I think those shows that we just talked about, everybody laughed about Man, wasn't that long ago we were questioning who the hell Jace Tingler was, but yep. he, he seems like he's really cut out for this job. And kudos to Preller. Yep, spending money. Yeah. And it was an interesting offseason and fun. And at the start of the year, man, it's exciting and you're rolling. And then the wheels came completely off. And the only ones who don't know it are the people that have an office at Petco Park. And we're all watching it going, well, prices went up. Um, it's a bit of a challenge going to those games. But we were all in. We paid the money. We went down. I didn't really see anybody bitching or complaining about 
prices being raised. I saw a lot of people going down and supporting that team yeah. and buying swag chains for themselves and their kids and buying jerseys and, and doing a lot to put their money up to support that team. The entire year. Entire year, man. Every night, I don't know how many games I went to. It felt like six or seven. Man, the crowd was packed. It yep. was fun. It was Padre crowds. It yep. wasn't like we've seen in the past. And that's when you look at it and you go, all right, man, if you were to come out and say, wow, we went for it and it didn't work out, but guess what? We're going to reload and we're going to go for it again. And the first way we're going to reload is we're going to say goodbye to AJ. And we hate to do it because AJ's a bit of the midnight gambler and we like that. But you can't finish 28 games out. Yes. We cannot finish 28 games out and expect you guys to come out and support us at the level you did. And AJ may have explanations as to why he made the trades he did, why he didn't make other trades. But unfortunately, it's a results-based business, and we are 30 games behind two teams that are only going to get better. And we just don't share AJ's vision anymore. We wish him well. And we think he's going to have a great time owning AJ's Tiki Bar in Costa Rica. Stop by and visit <laughs> on Get That Punch and Pat Murphy Happy Hour Special. You're going to love it. And the other thing we're going to do is we're going to get rid of the Sensei, Jay Stingler. Sensei's out and he's gone. We're going to get rid of Wayne Kirby and that entire thing. We are going to overhaul this thing. Uh, but we're going to try to overhaul the vision without necessarily doing a whole lot of overhaul on the roster. we got to get better in certain spots, but uh, Machado's not going to go anywhere. Tatis isn't going anywhere. Cronenworth isn't going anywhere. And then anything else is open season because we got to try to figure out a way to catch the goddamn Giants and those motherfucking Dodgers. Yep. I'll take questions. I'll take questions after swearing. Yeah. It's one of those situations with the pods. And most off seasons, if you've been a Padre fan for a number of years, everybody has an opinion on what you would do next. This Not is a, stay the course, which no. is apparently what they're planning on doing. Because they're kind of stuck. They signed into bad contracts. It goes back to what you've said for years about spending smart money, bad money. So right now, they're they're stuck with Hosmer. I mean, they are. They're stuck with Hosmer. It's almost impossible to get rid of him unless you're going to throw a prospect in, which you, yeah. which makes zero sense. You're better off just, just DFAing him. Yeah. Eat the money that way. Keep your prospect. Yep. And then I don't see them doing that, though, Jeff. I just don't see that happening. Myers, have you have to. a chance because he has one year left on that deal, a chance to, to dish him off, okay? Yeah, but, I don't know. Yeah, again, that's what you're hoping for. I mean, Would you're you hoping, bring Fam back? How do they no. even consider bringing no, Fam back? No, you tell Fam, thanks, thanks for your, your time here. You got to yeah. go. You got to go. Later. You definitely got to go. Here's two names, not to pull on I told you so, but do you remember last winter, the two names I, I was saying, hey, if I was them, I would go for these two guys. Yeah. I said Jock Peterson and left. This yeah. is what I would have grabbed. And I because he only made $7 million is what he got in, yeah. in for the Cubs. And Kiki Hernandez. Yeah. And Kiki can play everywhere. And say, yeah. say he got $7 million also. You had a, both yeah. guys you would have got for $14 bucks. Yeah. Logan White knew them both. Yeah. yeah. And they're both, again, postseason guys. I think it's really important that you bring guys in that understand there's another level of baseball past 162. Uh, it just. Really, really frustrating. So it it's just. I mean, I don't. Okay, you're the GM today. They tell coach he's turning it down to come no, in. No, I can't believe it. Jeff, you're the guy though. So yeah. honestly, what would you do? I mean, where do you go? Yeah, you you have to start making every phone call. I think Dave, 
you start with calls and you go, all right, I got to shake this thing up, man. I'm 28 games out. And you're at the luxury tax. Yeah, give me five guys just so, yeah, but I don't think that seems to be an issue. Okay. Um, Give me five guys you're looking to move and give me five guys on my team you're looking at outside of Tatis, right? You sound like requested in our fantasy football league. Well, no, fuck, I'm not that dumb. A fucking kid, I got to shake him. Love that kid. Told him tonight, you're getting an ass kicking on the show tonight. You're putting out <laughs> dumb trades. Your family to me, but tough love. And he texted me. I getting an ass kicking tonight? I said, yeah, yeah, you are. He goes, all right, I'll take it. His trades are so dumb. dumb. So dumb. Yeah. I'm all rattled now because that's my guy. It's my buddy. He knows I love him. He knows he's family to me. He just puts out dumb traits. I told him I'm calling you up. Um, but you have to start to look and and try to get an idea, Dave, of, hey, Dave, uh, probably not going to make a move for you right now, but give me guys. Who's on the block? Who do you got, right? Yeah, okay. I have a gold glove center fielder, Trent Grisham. No, no, no. I'm saying you're the GM of the Angels. Okay. So you're letting me know guys that you have available. And you hope the guys trust you, right? And you can start going and get an idea of what might be available and does anybody have any market? And go, Dave, I just got to ask you, if I put something together, do you have interest in Myers? Do you have any interest in Hosmer? Because I might have to move these guys. If I put something together, do you have interest in it? Not even if you paid 100% of Hosmer's salary, would I take Hosmer? I need some kind of productivity at first base. All right. Well, what if, what if instead of that, and I can't guarantee it, but instead of 100, what if I pay 30% of his contract? No, I, I don't want him. I don't want him oh, in my lineup. Okay. Well, I just, I just wanted to <laughs> give you a different look at no. it. I mean, kind of jumped to the answer right there. No, don't come with Hosmer. You say something stupid again, we're hanging in this call. I don't want that, but... I need to get this approved. But if you'll at least consider him, consider him. Ah, I'll throw Pomeranz in too. Broken down Pomeranz? Yeah, that guy. All right, Dave. Well, good talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's my point. Yeah, that's the way the, every call is yeah, going to go. There's a I'll dead end with this team. There's, yeah, that's the thing. Cronenworth is a guy that makes zero money. That you yeah. could go, Cronenworth is a guy you can move. Now, the fan base will lose their shit. So would we as fans. Well, We love uh, the guy. Then tell and me how. he can play. He's an all-star. Every Everybody has. I mean, they're probably, my guess is everyone keeps talking about Adam Frazier going to left. They're probably going to move Frazier. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean. How, Does he have one year left on that deal? That, how great. Who's he going to get? Another Austin Adams? Probably. Yeah. Probably. The third Nola brother? Yeah. <laughs> Norman Nola? <laughs> I, fuck. I, I just, you can't be fucking delusional. If you want to be a World Series team, yeah. then you got to make moves that can get World Series players in here. And you're not going to get World Series fucking players by by moving Dan Altavella. Yeah. Sorry to fucking let you in on a little secret there, kid. But uh, nobody's like, AJ, you son of a bitch. Let me have Caratini, please. No, I can't. Ah, come on. I'll give you Turner, Trey Turner. I'll give you Mookie. 
and I'll cover 80% of their salaries. Just give me goddamn Dan Altavella, please. I got to talk to Logan. Fuck! <laughs> Seriously? Nah, I hear you. I'd probably talk to Logan, too. Yeah, there's nothing. And nobody gives a shit. There's no accountability. Pete doesn't hold AJ accountable. No. Nobody else holds anybody accountable. We just sit here and put up with this shit because we're so beaten down. We put up with it for 40 years. Why would anybody think that AJ is going to change things? I mean, honestly, yeah. and that's the deal. When you listen to Seidler talk last week, he basically said AJ has free reign for the remainder uh, of his contract. He's so smart. I'm like, well, at least one of you two is. How, how's a guy be so successful in business? Such a fucking nitwit when it comes to running the baseball team. He's It's awful. You got you to be better than that. I'm sorry, Pete. I like you, but you're a terrible owner. You spend the money, which is great. I guess we've had worse. Tom Warner and Jeff Morad would be worse, but you're, you're quickly moving to the wrong side of the yes. ledger. You're a numbers guy, Pete. You're on the wrong side of the ledger. And the sad thing is, a year ago, two years ago, a lot of people believed in you. I don't think people believe in you anymore, Pete. And it's no longer about Preller. No longer about Bannister, no longer about Hosmer. It's about you. Because when you've made your rounds to the media, you're just whistling. Well, what a wonderful day. Yeah. And it's it's not. It sucks. There are people that love your team and are looking to you to be a leader to say, we're going to get better. And this bullshit that trying to claim injuries, shut up. Shut up to anybody in that fucking organization that tries to put on that injuries because, yeah, Tatis was down, saw a lot of Machado, saw a lot of Hosmer, saw a lot of Myers. Are you going to fucking tell me that you would have won the thing if Darvish was healthy all year? Come on. That's bullshit. So here's another thing that's an issue, I think, when you look at an organization, and Pete has to understand, a lot of people are quitting. A lot of people have worked in that Padres organization are yeah. leaving from top to bottom, people that people aren't aware of as far as names. But the fact that people are leaving Major League Baseball jobs, which is almost yeah. unheard of, is not a good sign. And the fact that people who you do know names are ripping the hell out of the organization once they leave and how it becomes a joke is not a good sign. That's why you had to make a change with AJ. Yeah. And the fact that you aren't going to make a change at all, the, the, basically it's an organization that people who might be qualified to come over and make some decisions to make a difference in this team and the future of this team that don't want to come here because AJ has carte blanche. Yeah, well, we were fucked. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how you figure you're going to make any kind of strides to be different, no matter who you bring in as the manager. I think you're going to look at it, and I just, I don't know, maybe it's crazy. Maybe you go out and you get Boach, and, and uh, Seidler might just be like, hey, we're at 170, and, and we'll go to 240. Then you go, whoa, I don't know. He doesn't sound like a guy. I mean, I'll give him credit for that. Doesn't sound like a guy that's saying we got to cut $70 million. Yeah. So, yeah, shit, Dave. I mean, if he's if he's going to put his money where his mouth is, I just, um, I just think he's eventually going to have the conversation with AJ that it's the end of the road. And, and it's going to be two years, and you're going to be two years further into Tatis. You're going to be two years further into Machado. And Darvish is going to be gone. Clevenger is going to be gone, right? And you're going to be sitting here. Lamette's basically done, right? It's a shame because when he is healthy, he's outstanding. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess he could bounce back. Yeah. Watch him go to the White Sox and lead him to the World Series next year. White Sox, bullshit. He'll go to the Giants and win 17. That's true. Yeah, no, he'll go somewhere <laughs> where we'll see him on a regular basis and be like, hey, that's great. Good for him. Yeah, it's just, so that's that. And then how about the gutty little Dave and Jeff podcast? When Mike Tirico is embarrassing himself on Sunday Night Football, apologizing for John Gruden. When Tony Dungy, who is a good man, but is apologizing for what uh, John Gruden did. And who was it? But the scrappy little podcast that said, bullshit, he needs to be out. And you guys were fans of that team. Yeah, and have been a long, long time. Yep. And and you're seeing what's going on and everything that was done. And I was listening to the guy, JR. I like JR on CBS at night. Okay. That's really good. But he was saying tonight, um, well, I don't know where the Raiders go from here. I think it'll be really, really interesting to see what happens with the Raiders from here for the fact that... On who their next head coach will be next year, you mean? Well, I think for I think even right now, David, three and two with 12 games to go and Rich Bisaccia yeah. is the head coach. But everything in that organization, from player moves to the offense and probably a portion of the defense, all ran through John Gruden. Yes. And John Gruden, since the time he came back to the Raiders has not been what anybody who loves that team had hoped he would be. Yep. And now that Gruden's out, and maybe Mike Mayock can go out and make some moves. I mean, they said tonight, Mark Davis said tonight, that Mike Mayock has 51% say in decisions, and Basachi is 49. That's crazy to me that, that Basachi even has that much. Any decisions. Yeah, it should be 60-40, if anything. But now, all of a sudden, let's see what Greg Olson can do when he's actually calling the plays. Let's see how different the Raider offense looks. Let's see what Mike Mayock actually can or can't do with that roster to get things moving. And now that uh, you had Gruden squeezing every drop out of that lemon and not getting the most out of it, it's, it's the only thing. If you love the black and silver like we do, it's the only thing you can hope. Right, Dave? Yeah. Is that with Gruden out of there and not stifling every department of that organization that may be having a variety of opinions and a change can bring a little bit of fresh blood. I'm glad, honestly, that we were on the right side of what happened. You yeah. Know, when we had a chance to talk about it on, on the show on Sunday night, I'm glad we took thing or we did. And because it, it was the, it was the right thing. It, yeah. was, it was the right side. It wasn't apologetic. Hey, we're fans of the nope. team, whatever they decide. And Gruden's the best. And we ride with Chucky no matter what, because if you watch that Raiders bears game, the players hate to say they quit. The effort was shit. Yeah. They the effort very, was, was terrible. Very motivated. No, not at all. I mean, you look, guys look like they weren't even running a hundred percent. It wasn't, wasn't good football at all for the Raiders. And, and as we talked about the other day, I mean, you're talking about a league where the majority of the players are, are, are black and yet he comes out as a racist. I mean, homophobic. And a homophobe. Yeah. Uh, Carl Nassib took today off. Did you see that? Yeah. And um, I mean, the whole thing is nuts. When you go through, I don't know how many of these emails that so many people uh, read and, and read some of these quotes. It's so fucking embarrassing. I don't care if it's 2011. It wasn't 1981. Yeah. You know, it was, it was we should know better. Um, how, how is Tariko sit next to him because and shrug off the comment that he made about Demora Smith? How do you shrug that off? Well, that's pretty it, terrible. That's embar embarrassing all the way around. I respect Trotter a lot. 
I respect. I thought Trotter was great. Trotter, I was texting with Jim the other day. Yeah, and Trotter worked at ESPN when Gruden was there. I yeah. respect that. I respect Keyshawn Johnson because yeah. he won a Super Bowl ring with him. Yeah. And it, all that didn't matter. None of it mattered. It was a matter of what was right and wrong at the time. The Raiders made the right decision whether they felt like they were forced to or not. It was the right move to make. Yeah. My I, guess, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, as somebody who's cheered for that team since I was a kid, and we said this on Sunday night, it's low-hanging fruit to kick the Raiders, and a lot of that falls on Al's shoulders and Mark's shoulders, right? But as I said to Trotter the other day, there's something fun about being a fan of that team. But I also said there's a major difference between being a rebel and being a racist. And the Raiders have always been a team that was built on the rebels. Give us your worst, we'll try to make them our best. And for years they had success. But when you look at what Al did, Mike Taylor was the PR guy for the Raiders for about 25 years. Mike was one of the very few African-American media relations guys and incredibly cool to us. And especially if we would kind of wink, wink, hey, we're Raiders fans doing charge of pre and post game show. Uh, we didn't deal with the Raiders a lot. I'm not going to act like Mike was a friend. No, but we, occasionally, we, got, we got hooked up pretty good. But he was great. Yeah. Al put him in that place. Uh, we all know the history of Tom Flores. We know about Amy Trask. We know about Art sure. Shell and those kind of things. But I, I just, I, Dave, there are been bad days to be a Raider fan, right? The, I, I mean, I just remember watching the Lane Kiffin. <laughs> that was crazy. Lane's a liar. And you're like, what? But I didn't care. I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. Yeah. That's my guy right there. I'm, I'm riding with Al. Yeah, I didn't know what he was doing. He had the overhead projector. The other night, <laughs> when that shit happened, we said it here. It was really one of the rare times where it upset you to be a Raider fan. Yes, 100%. I'm and, with you. And, and I think especially for this show, when Brandon and Geekster and so many others have been so nice to us, right? My pal requested yeah. And, and so many others. Paul Vaden's a godfather to my sons. You think I could sit there? You guys all know we cheer for the Raiders. You think if anybody ever made a comment about like that, about requested or Paul or Trotter or CS or anybody else, that you and I would just shrug that off? You think we'd fucking come in here and apologize for that comment the way that Tony Dungy and Mike Tirico did? Fuck no. I Fuck no. If, if, if Kenyatta told me, hey, man, Fuck that guy. We're okay. But that's why I said to Jim the other night. I go, all these fuckers are making apologies. But I go, I'm just telling you for me and Dave, I don't like it. That's not what I want representing my team. No, I'll be honest with you. I, I think we, we touched on a little bit. I'm not sure if I did this on the show or off the show. But I was ready to throw that team away Sunday night. Yeah, I was really close, yeah. man. I was I, really close. I brought close. it up saying, hey, you know what? Chargers are in L.A. I was born in L.A. Maybe it's time to make a switch. I was. Yeah. Dean, I, Dean I, doesn't do that. Dean's no. a man of high. Ki <laughs> Give me a break. So, no so, fucking way so, it was that bad. So, <laughs> so, so here's, here's, here's what I would do if I'm the Raiders. And it's yeah. not a, hey, we're going to go 100, we're going to go 180 to make a difference, to make a statement. But l let's be honest. Who's the best guy as far as the next head coach, the NFL, that never gets an opportunity? Eric Bianami. Eric Bianami. Yeah. And Eric Bianami. Great. Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Yes, and he's 100% qualified. Been in two straight Super Bowls. Yes, Eric Bieniemy would be the best fit for the Raiders. How great would that be? Yep. 
you you cherry pick a guy from a division yeah. rival. It would hurt. And you do what your dad did. Andy Reid Andy Reed was in the hospital two weeks ago for dehydration. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But you know what, Dave? What Al would have told you in the times when he hired Tom Flores or Art Shell, I didn't hire Art, uh, Art Shell because he was black. I didn't hire Tom Flores because he was Latino. I hired him because he was the right guy to exactly coach the right. Raiders. And that would be the same message for Eric Bieniemy. We're not hiring him just because yeah. he's... Uh, the opportunity to be a black head coach after our last guy made ridiculous comments. We hire him because he's the right guy to coach the Raiders. And I think uh, Raider fan base would love it. It's it's the, honestly, it's the best move. It's the right move. It's always been offensive guys yes. other than Dennis Allen. That fucking dipshit. <laughs> there are a lot of dipshits. Del Rio, right? There are a lot I mean, of dipshits, yeah. Del Rio probably had it moving as well as anybody, and then got shoved out for and four, and would have been thirteen and uh, thirteen and three if it wasn't for Carr breaking his ankle. Yeah, he had a great year, and then he was he was out. You go bring Jack back, and so they won't bring Jack back. I don't think he can. That was yeah. weird as fuck. That told you that they fired Dude. Jack right next to me in the hallway. Do you want to? Oh, oh, that's right. Remember? And then he had to go in. He like Jack, this is your last game. You're out. And then he went right to the podium and said, "They just fired me." And I was like, "Holy fuck! I've never seen a guy get fired." Before. I watched Mike McCarthy do a press conference. Hey, we got a lot of work to do, but we're going to get after it. And then Mike walked out, and Bill Johnson was there. And about a minute later, I had a, a press release. Mike McCarthy's been relieved. Well, I guess he got fucking work to do. It's getting boxes. Fuck face. You're out. Fuck face. <laughs> Sorry. You know what the fucking Mayock will do? He'll fuck this up with his lisp. You know, we talk to a lot of candidates. And at the end of the day, it's such an honor to announce the new head coach of the Raiders. Longtime NFL head coach, broadcaster, Steve Mariucci. <laughs> Mooch. Mooch. Well, I'm so happy to be here. It's so good. I'll just be like, oh, Fuck. Fuck. I'll just become a Steelers fan. <laughs> right? Who else? Who else is on NFL Network? What if what if Mayock just turns out to be like Preller of the goddamn NFL and just starts hiring all these stooges that he used to work with at yes. NFL Network? Well, Kurt Warner coming in, quarterbacks coach. Mooch head coach, right? Who else is there? Marshall Falk used to be there. Yeah. If any, where isn't Irvin? Oh, what if he brings in Michael Irvin as head coach? <laughs> oh, that'd be kind of Sanders used to work at NFL Network. Yeah, but no, man, it was really, really bad. And uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm interested to see. I I was I thought Gruden second time around was a complete fraud. Yeah, first time around I I liked it, but second time around. Hey, you hear me knock on wood. Shut yeah. up. Knock on wood if you're with me. Yeah, knock on wood. That's what, yeah. Enough of that. No, what's crazy is his son is the strength and conditioning coach. Duke. Deuce. Deuce, that's right. <laughs> yeah, well, if the deuce is loose, yeah. you can go to. Yeah, right? I mean, you got to get rid of him at the end of the year. It wasn't your fault, but people, every time they look yeah. at you, you're thinking about your dumb racist dad. Yeah, you're not as qualified as Scott Turner. Yards <laughs> kid. Uh, <laughs> Brian Schottenheimer. Uh, I just read tonight, dude, like two months ago, he he closed on a $4.5 million house in Vegas. That'll probably be up for sale tomorrow. Yeah. He lives right next door to a fucking uh, car. 
He does? Yeah. Costa said to me today, he goes, hey, how weird is that when you're taking the trash cans out? What's up, John? Nah. <laughs> you see, you see a whole can full of visors, white, black, gray, camo. God damn, you're quite the selection there. Yeah. All out now. <laughs> My buddy said yesterday, where does he go? I go, dude, he goes back to fucking Corona Island. Screening phone calls, answering calls. Dude, he can't even get a high school job, Gruden. It's over. Yeah, done. It's over. He's got $30 million in yeah. the bank. Well, here's the interesting thing with that, and I'm very curious, is we all know that he put that money back for the move to Nevada. People go, oh, they owe yeah. him $60 million. No, probably owe him close to about $80 million. Oh, shit. You remember? He said, don't pay me money while we're in California. Let's sit there and pay that contract off once we get to Nevada. He wanted to take advantage of the taxes. Boy, Mark Davis loved him. He did. Unfortunately, this is terrible for Mark. Yeah. Like, Mark finally did something people are excited about. Brand new stadium, brand yeah. new city. The Raiders are irrelevant. Mark doesn't matter that he doesn't have a pot to piss in. Yeah. People love him in Vegas. He has the right coach to sit there and market that team, and everything goes to shit. I think what Mark should do to get everybody back on his side is go on with Jimmy Fallon and do tight pants. Tight pants. I like it. Yeah. I like it. People would be like, God damn, that Will Ferrell's funny. No. It's Mark Davis. Mark still lo Mark loves the white jeans. He does. He loves the white jeans. And the pants. white mock turtleneck. Yeah. Yeah. Fire up that song. Get him out there doing that twist. Him and Ed Graney. Dude, that never gets old. Oh, bit's a great bit. Oh my God. Never but, never gets old. But I don't know. Eric Bianami would be great. Um I just Boy, there's not a whole lot of confidence in Mike Mayock, is there? No, not at all. Oh, man, look at look at what, what Mike Mayock has done. Yeah. When he got uh, uh, Cleveland Farrell from, the Clem from Clemson, I think with yeah. the fourth overall pick, and he goes, yeah. we just shocked the world. Yeah, the guy doesn't yeah. even start. Yeah. He's not even a starter. He wouldn't have made the team this year if it wasn't for you to sit there and try and save face. But is that Mike's pick or is that, that Gruden's pick? I don't know. I think Mike took Gruden's credit pick. for it. It was horrible. Yeah. Horrible pick. It was ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. Those fu fucking, ra <laughs> fucking Raiders. God. I mean, it's fucking insane. Are you trying to make me cry? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a really great time. And then my uh, my basketball team, the Wolves. Yeah. Boy, they get off on the road. They're 4-0 in the preseason. It's goddamn great. I'm excited. I'm like, hey, this team, I don't know. It's kind of fun. And look up at our goddamn friend Horton's posting a picture on the plane wearing pajamas. You see that? No. Was and it just Horton or the whole team? The whole. Can you imagine? I know. That's what I'm asking. They're all in suits. Horton just comes <laughs> off with the eye mask. Pajamas. Woo! I'm going to be tired back here. No. Chris Fitch, the new head coach, said, hey, we have a long overnight flight from... Uh, L.A., they were in Ontario. We should have gone up there the other night. They were in Ontario playing the Clippers. And so we said, uh, everybody gets pajamas. And, Dave, the team freaked out. Like, they all got championship rings. They all How went crazy. How big were those pajamas? Think of Carl Anthony Towns' pajamas. Yeah, they had them for everybody. So they did a they did a team photo on the flight, and it's all these knuckleheads. Even, even Horton? And then he goes, yeah. And then he goes, I didn't bring my phone in. Look up, uh, look up Horton on Twitter right now. No. Even the radio guy got pajamas. I'm like, what the hell are we doing here? Look at that kid. Poor Alan. What happened to his career? 
I took that wolves job. <laughs> I'm kidding. Should have stayed with us, dipshit. Yeah, Mike Pomeranz was like, that's a bad gig. Yeah. Who would you rather be heading into next year, Horton or Pomeranz? I'll take Horton's gig. Oh I think God. the Wolves I at think least. You're right. I think you're right. It's half the games and half the amount of time. Some of those, did you see him? No, I'm not there yet. I'm just thinking of Pom- poor Pomeranz. I'm thinking of how many times he's driven home from Petco Park. Yeah. Oh, my God, I am looking at him. This is the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my Look life. Look at your guy. His mask on, his jammies. Jesus Christ. What do you think he's got on his feet? He's got his dress shoes on? <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, man. Oh, not, my God. Not there. He doesn't have a pair of Sanooks loafers that he could just slide into. Oh, fuck. You think he's wearing Crocs? I think he went to DSW. With those big fucking loafers on. Yeah. Look at that kid. That's your buddy right there. That's a guy you were going to fight with. You that that was this your. He was going to be my wingman in a fight in a parking lot. Yeah, that guy, <laughs> that guy. right there. Looks, oh, Jesus. looks like he's in a goddamn J.C. Penny catalog. He does for Father's Day. He does exactly right. What are you going to get, Dad, this year? How about some Timberwolves pajamas? Holy shit! Perfect for COVID. Goes great with your mask. It'd be funny if they mix up his pajamas and Carl Anthony Towns. They're so baggy. Yeah. I don't think you've seen Geffner in pajamas, have no, you? No, you wouldn't see Geffner in God pajamas. God damn, a cheater doesn't put no. up with that sh- those <laughs> kind of shenanigans. <laughs> Before we get to uh, to the rest of the show, real quick baseball question. Who do you got game five? Uh, the Giants are going to ruin your night, but I won't even see it, which is really, really frustrating to me because what time's first pitch? Uh, it's around 6 o'clock, 5.36. I will be at Steel Canyon, where I've been told, I'll see if it's actually true, I've been told my son's a captain for tomorrow Sweet. Night, which is pretty cool. And it has been so much fun this year uh, for those guys being a part. My, my one son, Cade, fought COVID and has been dealing with it, getting back. Even though vaccinated, he can't shake it out of his lungs. And it's almost given him, Dave, like a little shot of asthma yeah. that he's working through. So it's been incredibly frustrating for him. And then uh, his brother playing took a helmet and a rib and has had a, like a, I don't know that it's a muscle tear. But he's had, it's just like, dude, the two weirdest kind of freak things for these things. So Cade got shut down for like six weeks because of COVID and, uh, and Jack's been banged up. But they're having a blast, and the coaches are great, and the training staff has been so nice to both of them. Uh, I would have been like, just get the fuck out there and play. God damn it. Put an inhaler in your goddamn hip bed. <laughs> um, so but, well, the but game's I, not going all the way through the nighttime. You're going to catch part of it, No, correct? I know, but kickoff. But they got kickoff tomorrow night First at Steel pitch. Canyon. Oh, oh. It is at 5.15. Got it. So I don't know how much I'll see. I am fascinated, though, that tomorrow night, that dipshit, Doug Eddings, is behind home plate. How can Doug, that be? I, how do they do it? At a 36 umpires, he's ranked 34. Yes. Awful. Absolutely awful. They've already got Joe West and Angel Hernandez in this already. Uh, it's amazing to me how bad it is. And so, uh, Dave, I want to see it. But, yeah, I, I want your Dodgers to get kicked so square right in the fucking balls, dude. 
Yeah, I hope it's terrible for you. I hope you have a terrible Thursday night. I hope your fucking uh, egg salad sandwich is soggy. <laughs> I hope your fucking milk is sour, right? I hope Bama fucking pisses on your you foot. son of a bitch. I just said, fuck you. Don't ask me the answer or don't ask me the question if you don't like the answer. But I think somebody said, how did I read this? It wasn't like the most anticipated game of the playoffs, but there are a lot of people, rightfully so, that are so excited for tomorrow. Urias against Logan Webb, right? Yeah, it is exciting. I mean, look, the Logan Webb shut out the Dodgers last time. Urias yeah. has been amazing, undefeated in the postseason in his history. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it will be incredible. Two teams with 109 wins. Yeah. That sounds insane, right? I mean, this sounds yes. like what should be Down the World Series. Down to one. I, it's it is so great. It is crazy. And um, Carl Chiquetto broke it down as far as runs scored and how the Dodgers have scored a shitload more runs, but they've been shut out in two games. Yeah. And you just go, what the hell? So you'll you'll know quickly to see what happens if Logan Webb is on and the Dodgers swinging out of the zone. That's why having Edding stinks for them. But, man, these have been the two best teams all year long. Yes. And the Giants, as we have said all season, when are they going to fall into a slump? And they never have. The Giants have been able to pull that magic out over and over again. Nothing would surprise me tomorrow night. Yeah. Nothing. And no matter what the outcome. And if you bet the game, it's exactly even right now on both sides. So, uh, White Sox out. Yes. Lewis is a whack job, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You see him in that press conference yeah. looking around? Yeah. Drilling, drilling, drilling our guy. It's like, well, dude, guess what? You have, they, they're going to bat one more time. Drill one of their guys. Yeah. You I mean, didn't. No, they talked about, I had the White Sox radio broadcast yeah. on. Oh, Hendricks out here. Yeah. Looks like a bull. So mad. First pitch, low for a ball. Yeah. Well, what happened? <laughs> what happened there? So White Sox are out. Yes. Uh, Brewers are out. Nobody yeah. really cares. No right? offense. The Rays are out. That, like, that was surprising, though. Yeah. The Red Sox are kind of like what the Giants were. Like, if you saw Red Sox-Giants World Series, you'd go, fuck, neither team was supposed to make the postseason. Rays are out. Blake Snell's like, fuck yeah, bitch. Yeah. You needed me. You needed me. Uh, that's it. Yeah, it's uh, it's put it's that very champagne down, Luis Patino. <laughs> oh uh, so now you go look at the matchups, right? Yes. Potential Giants Braves is fun. Braves uh, Braves Dodgers is fun, and and I like the American League. I do. Yeah. I think Astros Red the Sox two would, cheaters. Yeah, Cora <laughs> against the Astros, and but you got a you got a little case of the red ass for both of those teams, yeah. right? And and I think that's going to be really interesting. So, but I I really do, Dave. I think maybe I don't think it's that far out on a ledge to say that tomorrow night may be the most uh, and you know in anticipated game of the entire playoffs. Oh yeah, right. Well, you know what's funny? They're going against Thursday night football, which and is it, who tomorrow it's night? The Buccaneers and Eagles. Well, good luck watching baseball yeah. tomorrow night with that matchup. Well, I'm just saying, Tom Brady. You do have Tom Brady. Yeah, it's going to take out. It's going to take out Major League Baseball. Uh, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I mean, I think Brady draws big, but I think there'll be a lot of. I don't think it'll be as one sided. Oh wow! I would almost go double the ratings on NFL. I wonder, I, man. Yeah, I'm curious. Well, that would be crazy, and it would be a huge wake up call for Major League Baseball if that's it, what happens. It could be, Dave. You know why I could see why you might be right on that. Is because the people in the Midwest and the East Coast are, are fucking yeah. morons. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they don't give a fuck what happens in California. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's like, God, it's cold. Yeah, that's all it is. That's why we live here. 
What did, are you doing? Did you see the girl on MLB Network get hit by that foul ball last night? No. That girl, uh, Lauren, oh, I would mess up her last name, but Lauren Chicotti or something oh, like that. Oh, I love her. What happened? She's next to the Dodger dugout, pop fly, foul ball, and she's not paying attention. Hits her right in the form. In the forum? Hits her in, lands, hits her in the forum. And she's right next to the Dodger dugout. And uh, Clayton Kershaw's like, you okay? And then Magic Johnson walks down a row and goes, you all right? And then she just starts to tear up and starts to cry. She did? <laughs> she was oh, talking I don't to, like that. I'm laughing because she was talking about it on there this morning. With Vasquez? She's no, with, Vas- no, with DeRosa and... Um, Oh, Robert, Robert Flores? Robert Flores. Yeah. Oh, they were killing her, dude. It was... It was, it was yeah, it was, she's really funny uh, on those shows. Oh, my God. They were they were killing her. It was... it was. And she's like, I'm not going to lie. Tears started coming down my face. It was... It cracked me up. But they, and did, did DeRosa... They well. Dude, she's so funny because she's on that show yeah. when Vaskirshen has been on there with, yeah. with DeRosa and her and Robert Flores, yeah. whatever that show is. And she's really, really funny. Like, good, good. So, yeah, good for her. Yeah. Played it off really, really well. It was, uh, and it was, it was well done. Made me laugh. The other thing, man, on TV that cracked me up, we talked about Van Gundy a second ago, but Van Gundy was talking the other day about Kyrie Irving. Oh, and okay. Yeah. So it's a preseason game and he's sitting there with Mark Jones and he's leaning back in his chair. Like he's not even paying attention to the fucking game and <laughs> yeah. doesn't give a shit. And he goes, here's my theory on Kyrie Irving. <laughs> and he just starts to go and he's not even trying to be funny, but dude, it was hilarious. And he's going, number one, he says the earth is flat. <laughs> Two, he's not going to get this shot because he says he's going to do his own research. He goes, Mark, I got a question. Is he wearing a white coat? I mean, as soon as he said he's doing his own research, I cannot shake it. I keep thinking <laughs> about this guy at home in a lab doing his own research on the virus. And Mark Jones can't breathe, you know? And yeah. he's just looking at him going, do you tell me? What's going on in that lab of his? What research <laughs> yeah. is this guy doing? He went to Duh. Duke for one fucking year. Embarrassing. And just killed him. Just, just yeah. killed him. For some, just like the biggest dope going. Yeah, complete moron. Um, I have very, very, I've got two bits of good news. Okay. First bit of good news is uh, we're getting closer and closer to the first listener party back in the garage. Good. Now, it's your house. Yeah. Are you, I'm going to Staples Center and SoFi back-to-back nights. When I go there, I have to show a vaccine card. For the Kings game on Saturday night, I have to show a vaccine card. For the Stones concert Sunday night, I have to see it. Are we requesting a vaccine card down here? And why not? I think we should. Why not? Because for the other people that are down here, we want to protect yeah. everybody, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. You Can't. go check to see if they have a vaccine card before they walk in. Oh, God. I'm not scared of that shit. Scared. Where's your card? Get the fuck I'm out of here. I don't have one. Look who has COVID again. Jeff. Yeah. Look who has the variant. Yeah. Done. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying you're going to get it by checking when someone says I don't have it. Oh, God, right? All of a sudden, I just start <laughs> passing out. Uh, I had a wonderful conversation with our good friend, actually two great friends yesterday, Katie and Josh Temple. Yeah. And Josh Temple, star of HGTV, amazing guy, Raider fan. Yeah. So I had to check in with him, make sure he was doing all right. He's helping out, remodeling Katie's new place. And uh, so I, you know, talked about how we get yelled at a lot yeah. for shit that we say on this show, and I don't like it. Yeah. I told her as an artist, it stifles my creativity when somebody I, I appreciate yells at me and belittles me, it makes me feel bad. And then I said, you might want to avoid the Mary Hart show. <laughs> she goes, well, well, fuck that. She said, when is it? Yeah. 
comes in about the hour five mark because I had a check. She texted me today. She goes, I got to tell you, was it nearly as bad as you made it out? And the way you two guys were laughing, I enjoyed that a lot. Oh, good. And I said, well, it's, shit went off the rails when it I sure started did. putting Rusty out of the room <laughs> and doing the old man move. But I said, people at the listener party yep. want to meet Temple. She goes, oh, cool. I'd love to come down. That's good. So she'll be down here judging us as always. But uh, yeah, it's about yeah. the only celebrity we could probably get here, right? <laughs> so yeah, she said she'll come down and yell at us and judge us again. But yeah, she signed off on the Mary Hart show, yeah. Dave. There you go. I thought that was going to be it. I thought you and I were done. Okay. We'd have to rely on, who could we, re- Dagmar? <laughs> She's not coming down. Fuck no. She's not coming down. She doesn't remember us from anybody. That's it. And then... Uh, who, Con- does Dagmar remember us more or Whitney Southwick? She worked with Whitney, but... Oh, Whitney, by far. You think? No, oh, she wouldn't remember us. Fuck. That's too, that's too bad. She wouldn't remember us. Holy shit. God dang. I got a, a, I got a story that's a horrible story, but I'm, I'll wait till uh, as we move on through the show. All right, I'll let's go. When I say a horrible story, it's a horrible story. Okay, here we go. Hey, want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is the guy that wants to get you out of debt. Dan is the guy that can help you out. Nicest guy on the planet. Even when I say horrible things to him, when I'm half asleep on Twitter, I feel terrible afterwards, but he takes it so well. He <laughs> is the guy. He is, I, like, I do things to Dan, and I go, God, I shouldn't do that. But Dan is the best guy to talk to when it comes to your finances. Again, it is a very fast call. It's not one of those where he sits there and talks to you off and you feel like he's just sitting there playing you. He literally wants to help you the quick, as quick as he can and get right to the root of the problem. Tell him what's going on. Be honest with Dan. He can help you get out of debt. And he can also help you find your first home. Look, it's hard enough being in debt. It's embarrassing. It's stressful. Make sure you call our good friend Dan Williams at 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. One of the best things I ever did, and and way before I met Dan, but I had messed around and I had to let my credit slide. And man, it took me forever, forever to get my credit back together. But I got the nicest message on Twitter day from our pal BK he goes, hey, I think I saw you on Faraday this morning. Nice ride. I'm not a huge car guy, yeah, but this car has been great. I got a Sonata Hybrid. If somebody goes, hey, especially a friend, goes, dude, nice car. You go, that's cool. And the reason I was able to get into that car was because of the credit score that I have. And, and rebuilding my credit is one of the things I'm probably most proud of. And you can do it too, following Dan's program, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. You put it together. And then you're able to refinance. We refinanced our condo this year, made a huge difference financially there. And then I was able to go out and buy a car after Dave tried to kill me on Cinco de Mayo uh, for the second time this year. You guys all know the facts. The facts will come out eventually. Keith Morrison will be down here and Dave will have fucking sweat. Uh, But all of that doesn't matter. And I've been able to hire the greatest attorney to sue Dave for numerous things because of my high credit score. Uh, Sam Spatel. Were you here when Sam Spatel was <laughs> yeah, in town? Yeah, I was. Uh, Matt Batty. Oh, fuck. No, Matt's not a lawyer. Shit. <laughs> Did all those goddamn commercials. But yeah, having good credit and being able to do the things you want to do 
and having the financial freedom to do what you want to do is so, so important. Let Dan help you find Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Brian Curry's you want That's to talk to? That's our real estate guy. Brian Curry's your guy when it comes to buying a home, selling your home. If you go through my neighborhood, Jeff, on the way in, you notice how many homes all of a sudden people are making that move? Yep. I talked to someone the other day, and I go, you're making the move. They go, literally somebody knocked on our door and said, we want to buy your house. And I wow. said, what did you do? And they said, the money was so great, we sold our house. Guess what? They didn't know where they're going. No where they're moving to from here, East Lake, all the way to Valley Center. Really? And I go, how do you end up in Valley Center? Because we couldn't find anything. Yeah. We didn't know what to do. That's why We're you need to- going to Juneau, Alaska. Basically. You need to talk to Brian Curry on what you're going to do. Not only do you want to get the most for your home, which makes sense, but also when the next place you're going to live, you got to figure out what you're going to do. Brian Curry is the guy to walk you through this process. It's a no-brainer. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Two five one one five eight eight. So many different people you're hearing about that are getting out of California. I've heard about two different people the last couple of weeks. One of them moving to North Carolina. One of them moving to Kentucky. Just getting away. Just saw Wayne Gretzky move to St. Louis because his mother-in-law is 100 years old and they, they want to be close oh, to I her. Oh, I thought it was to move away from her. No. Oh. No, he moved closer. But I people, thought she was in California and he said, I got to get the fuck out of here. No, Let's go to he St. did Louis. not. But so many different families are doing that, where now they're going back. I saw a buddy of mine, Sean, today in Carlsbad. He used to live in Carlsbad, but has family back in Minneapolis. So, yeah, with the equity that you have in your property, you could probably do it. And if you wanted to get out because, shit, we pay about 85 cents a gallon in taxes for a gallon of gas, then, yeah, get the most out of the equity so that wherever you land, you know you have the easiest ability to land softly brian curry can help you do that absolutely if you're looking for that brand new pool again it's a great idea christmas time why don't you talk to the family and get together and say let's go in on a pool taylor made pools alan taylor is the pool of your dreams all you have to do is give alan a call make your backyard a staycation make next year different and the years to come different with great memories 619-449-4452 619-449-4452 man it has been so fun the last couple of nights we remember how hot it's been. Santa Ana's kicked through, and all day long it would feel like it was 88 degrees. How nice the last couple of nights when you go out, it's 55 degrees yeah. out, it's 40 degrees out, and you go, well, what's cool about that? What's cool is if you have that ability, and we've had friends in the past where you have the pool, and the pool is heated, but you've got a little bit of that fall air, or you might have the jacuzzi in the backyard that's part of it, right? All of that comes together, and it's all from tailor-made pools. You can put it together, man. Honestly, every day of every month of every month in the year is tailor-made pool weather. So what are you waiting on? Go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Take a look at some of the different visions that your neighbors have had for their backyard, and maybe you cherry-pick one of their ideas or find one of your own. Doesn't matter. Either way you do it, Alan and his team are going to make your backyard the best backyard on the block. That's the guys at TaylorMade Pools. Absolutely. Right now with your website, you're trying to figure out what to do. Look, business could always be a little bit better. Maybe you need to tweak it here and there. Maybe you need to start a website brand new. Kyle Fluger's your guy. 619-500-6621. Uh, Kyle and I are very excited. We're going to start a new website most punchable faces in america.com and all you have to do we're going to ask you all just you guys know what happens right you go to the bank and and maybe you're standing in line and you're just like man oh man that guy in front of us seems nice but as they said in stepbrothers boy he has a very punchable yes 
hasn't done anything wrong. Probably says, hey, I hope you have a great day. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, wish I could say the same. Kind of thinking about punching you. But if you're not looking to join us in our next venture with mostpunchablefaces.com, then uh, maybe it's your own website. And if you are not beating the guys across the street, then you got to start looking at why that's the case, and it's probably because of your shitty website. So call Flugs. Tom, Dave, and Jeff sent you. There you go. All right. So we can either jump right now to uh, how old are they and how much Let's they were. Let's do that. All right, good. Because I'm trying to think if I should even tell this story. And yeah, I know I just teased probably it. Not. I probably shouldn't tell the story. Okay. Well, let's do birthdays and then we'll see what kind of mood I'm in. Okay, good deal. How old are they and how much they worth? We're going October 13th. Okay. We're going Jerry Jones. Oh. All right. We always talk about driving cross country. Could you drive cross country? 100% I could drive cross country at Jerry Jones. I, I, agree. I find Jerry Jones very fascinating. I think Jerry Jones is awesome. I, think I agree. I'm glad you said that. One of the most amazing things to me about Jerry Jones is he was born in Los Angeles, which people wouldn't believe. Oh, wow. And he went to school in like Arkansas and he's made yeah. a shitload of money in Oklahoma and Texas. But Jerry Jones has the unique ability to make it sound like wherever he's doing business is that's where he was from. Yes, it's, I would agree it, with that. He's, I mean, look, I'm not a Cowboys fan at all, no. but I am amazed by this guy on his ability to connect with people to have them give money to him. And I like that he puts goddamn salt on his <laughs> that was McGriddle, was wasn't it? Or McGriddle. Like yeah, he couldn't get enough of that shit. What was he doing? I'm going to say he's... Uh, <laughs> what was he doing? I was so fascinated by that desk. No computer. Yeah. Fucking McGriddle, salt shaker, water, orange milk. juice, and coffee. Yeah, they get a milk, too. Oh, my gosh. It was insane. I think he's... Uh, I think he's 77. 79. I'm going to say 4 billion. 10.8. Is that right? Yeah. And if you, you've heard the story, how he basically gave every dime he had to buy the Cowboys. Yeah. And he freaked the fuck out to his wife. He's like, oh my God, I just gave $150 million to the Cowboys. He said when he was building the stadium, he was writing checks for a million dollars a day. Yeah. Which is nothing when you look at $10.8 billion. Wow. And he has that yacht for $350 million. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. No, I like him. Crazy. All right. Paul Simon. Yeah, fuck Overrated. Him. Yeah, yeah, another guy. I'll give you another overrated I thought of today. Lou Reed. Yeah, Lou Reed is overrated. He sucks. Yeah, I read something in the paper. Take a walk on the wild side. I was looking at the New York Post today, and the New York Post big article was about the power struggle between Andy Warhol and Lou Reed. Fuck Andy Warhol, too. Exactly. I was like, who gives a fuck? (laughs) Put them both in a barrel and kick their little fucking chicken asses over Niagara Falls. Who, Paul Simon? Yeah. God damn it. I tell you what, Carrie Fisher to me was always crazy hot, little fucking crazy, but I don't know. I'd want to bet second after Paul Simon. I, I, 100% I'd bet after Paul Simon. Yeah, yeah. it's probably true. Yeah, come on. Paul Simon, first guy on punchablefaces.com. <laughs> He's four foot eight. <laughs> He's going to be worth, uh, God, he wrote all those songs. I'm going to say uh, $400 million. Well, are you going to say his age? Did you guess his age? I'll guess his age in a second, but I'm going to say $400 no, million. No, says only $150 million. All right. That's still pretty fucking good. And then I'm going to say he's, uh, let's say he's 79. Close, 80. Wow. 80. Wow. Here we go. Three more for you. Marie Osmond. <laughs> 
hundred percent. How have we not had a Marie Osmond pool and Alan Taylor steal? God damn right. And you're like, oh, she's had thirteen kids, and then you find out she adopted like yeah. eleven of them. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd throw her one before Mary Hart. In a minute. I've seen her in person at Disneyland. She was smoking hot. Oh, I would, I would quit everything, <laughs> everything. You think that would turn her on? I I just quit everything, Marie. Everything. Fuck. What does that mean? I don't know. I just mean everything. Fuck. I'd quit swearing. <laughs> quit swearing. Quit tying your shoes. Everything. Whatever she wants. And I would just start going. I don't have my phone in here. But I would just start going through my phone and just deleting numbers. Yeah. So I never blocking numbers too. So I never had to be distracted again. Vita blocked, Katie blocked, <laughs> Joe blocked, Brownman blocked, Palais blocked. That's fine. Fucking Woods is already blocked. Oh my god, I'm so rattled right now. I'm so jittery. Your boy Woods is sick, by the way. What happened to him? You missed the show today, and I made a joke about him not showing up because the Dodgers won, and then I just wanted to check in. He was like in urgent care. He's really sick. Well, thanks for telling me at 10 o'clock at night. Okay. Were you going to send a card? I'd at least text an him. card? At least text him to know I'm checking in on him. Fucking colds are, are a tough thing to come back yeah, from. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if the Dodgers lose, he'll be there the next day. Um, Hang on. Fuck Woods. Why are we talking about that asshole? It's Marie's time. fantasy. Um, okay. Hang on. I'm going to say she's, let's say she's 60. 62. Flawless. And I swear to God, I hear all of you right there. Uh, he hadn't worked on shut Who your. Who gives a fuck? Shut your dirty mouth. So she's trying. God damn. How much is she worth, Dave? I'm going to say. I quit everything. I would. <laughs> I will say it again. I will quit everything for her. I'm going to say $25 million. $20 million. Oh! That's enough for you and her. Fuck yeah. You know what I'll do, Dave? This is the commitment. Can you imagine this? I'm moving to Utah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Become a jazz fan. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, she had like 13 kids and adopted like 11 of them. Oh, my gosh. That's All great. right. I will never talk to Jack and Kate again. I am rebuilding my life. Dad, we're captains. Who are you? <laughs> Blocked. Blocked. <laughs> Fucking, I'm with Marie. Marie is like, Marie's right there at Lisa Lisa level. Nice. Nice. Kryptonite, man. Flawless. Okay. Jerry Rice. Well, a little bit of cold water. We'll snap back to reality. I like <laughs> Jerry Rice, but he's more Niner than uh, a There Raider. are a ton of people, by the way, on October 13th. I just took five. All right. I'm going to say uh, Jerry Rice is 62. 59. All right. Good for him. Uh, 40 million. 55. Good for him. All right. Last one. Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, how far are you driving with him? Dude, he'd be tough to drive with. He's a big dude, too, man. He's 6'5". Yeah. Like, he's, he's a big dude. But everyone who's in comedy will tell you he's a genius. Yeah, I think I think we look at that and you go, no way, make it to a golden acorn. Yeah. But I honestly think that you'd be like, yeah, we're in Kansas City and it's been really, yeah. really fun. I, I think we'd go in with low expectations and like it. I think he's uh, 53. 50 years old. Okay, and I think he's 80 million. 
$160 million. Wow. You know, there's a guy the other day. It's funny. You brought him up on the show, I think, a week ago. And I was like, oh, fuck that guy. Like, I have no interest in watching him anything he does. He doesn't make me laugh. But he came on uh, Kimmel the other night. It was Martin Short. Oh, yeah. And, dude, he was so fucking funny. He was? He was, it was right up your alley. And, and I know it was probably like the old days of comedy where yeah. you don't just come up on a show and sit in the chair and, and kind of just go through the motions. Like, he was prepared. Yeah, he, he was ready he, to go. He threw $8 million digs, dude, at Kimmel. And Killing him, right? Yeah. He did, at first thing, he goes, you know, Jimmy, you're such a nice guy. There's no one better at faking like they care about people like you. And just, <laughs> dude, he just went at, bam, bam, bam. Steve Martin, every guy that yeah. he had a relationship with, he hammered everybody. And I was like, this is right up our alley. Dude. This, it was so fucking good. And I, was, and I literally said, I'm not watching this fucking show. And I stayed mm. and watched both segments. The guy was great. Yeah. He's pretty funny in this uh, thing yeah. at Hulu. Yeah, they talked yeah. about that. Yeah, that show's pretty good. And they were talking about winning an Emmy and how uh, Steve Martin and him, they only give one best uh, actor and one best supporting actor. Okay. And he asked him, what are you going to do? You know, when do you have to take a back seat? He goes, what's well, so gracious of Steve to do that? You know? <laughs> I'm not fucking going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Yeah, there you go. All right, here we go. Yeah. Five random questions. Have you ever had a sex injury? Yeah. Have you really? Yes. Oh, I'm dying to have one. I don't think it's ever going to happen for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, in London, with my girl Paulette. Yeah. Uh, this counts. I came home the next day, and my left knee was nothing but caked blood. I busted open my ACL scar. Does that count? Yeah, that counts. Yeah, busted open. My dad, who's like a nervous Nelly, shit, busted my scar open. And this was like, think about when this was. I mean, dude, this was like 18 months after the surgery. Yeah. And on my left knee, I've got uh, scars, um, yeah, up and down the left one. I, I got a great one that was shared with me like 10 days ago by a female friend. You want to hear this one? Yeah. This is pretty bad. It's all right. She uh, she called me <laughs> like some of my closest friends in the world are female, which is great. And then their day is when you're like, this is not so great. So she called me and she's like, I have a horrible story. I have to tell somebody. And I thought I would tell you. And I was like, all right, like waiting to get my car done or something. Right. So she had been out drinking with her boyfriend. And they were doing it. Uh, I'll try to be respectful to our our audience okay but they were they were doing it in a place that she doesn't always do it and like, like the back seat of the car back something <laughs> and so she said that they were on the bed but that her boyfriend had had a few drinks so he said hey would it be okay if we just kind of you know kept going but we laid like a spoon and she said, okay, you know, that's fine. And he promptly fell right off the bed with her. With Attached? Every, yes. And she said, God, I'm dying today. I can't walk. <laughs> so I text her on occasion. I'm like, I'm just checking in. Very, and she's like, I should have never told you that story. Yeah. Goddamn funny. Loaded. Yeah. I go, what the fuck are you thinking when you're falling? She goes, I'm thinking I'm falling. You've seen that clip, right, on the Newlywood game? The one yes. that everybody talked about? Yes. It's actually legit. It's a yes. legit, it literally happened. 
Yeah, well, that was kind of yeah. what happened a couple of weeks ago. All right. Well, but, I should say it now that I said it. On the Newlywood game, the question was, this is like in the 70s. Yeah. The question was, what's the most unusual place you and your spouse have made whoopee? Yeah. And she said, I have to say up the butt, Bob. Jesus that was. <laughs> Boy, I bet her parents were proud. Right? Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. And, dude, that was before, like, YouTube. And oh, yeah. still made it everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay. If you had to choose one activity... Fishing, hiking, or hunting, which one would you choose? I would take fishing in a moment uh, because as a kid, my grandfather had a trailer and a cabin in northern Minnesota. And he was, because it was my, my mom was a single mom. Yeah. He was the greatest male influence. My grandpa Jewel was just the coolest dude in the world. And I loved the thing he told me when I was a kid. Because he said it was his advice for life. And it's so weird. I thought about it like six months ago. I hadn't thought about it in a hundred years. And he said, uh, said, if the fish ain't catching, move the boat. And it's like, dude, it just, it works in so many different ways, right? Fish ain't catching, move the boat. And uh, don't just sit there waiting for him to come to you. Just fucking move the boat. And it's like, it's great, man. Chicks ain't doing it or work's not getting it done or Whatever in your life's not getting it done. Move the fucking yep. boat. He didn't cuss, but he just said, if the fish ain't catching, move the boat. But, man, we would have the best time. So I have not been fishing in a thousand years, but I have so many great memories of it. Just me yep. and him going out catching northern. And, uh, and man, he was, he was a man's man, dude. He would clean it. We'd grill it. Just me and him. And, uh, yeah, just a complete champ. What about you? Oh, man, it'd be fishing as well. Look, I, I walk five miles every day almost as soon as I wake up. But here's the deal. I hate fucking hiking. Like, it better yeah. be on the street. You snakes know what I mean? I don't like there. snakes. I don't like rocks in my shoes. I don't like yeah. any of that shit. Fuck hiking. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not mountain lions are out there. Yeah, dude, coyotes all over the fucking yeah, place. Yeah, fuck dude. that. And I tell you what, I'm definitely not hunting. For anyone who hunts, fine. No. Just don't tell me it's a sport because it's not. The, no. the, the fucking bear or deer is not holding a gun. Yeah. He's, he's not one, two, three. It's on at three o'clock. We're both going to hold guns and go after each other. That's a sport. Yeah. When you're just sitting there eating your food and you get shot, that's not. Well, that's I not know people sport. are like, so wait, catching the fish and cutting his head I off. I got that part, but that's different. I don't know. Yeah. That, it's just different to me. I yeah. don't know. Catching a fish isn't a big deal to me. I'm not looking at a deer that's looking me right in the eye yeah, and then shooting and then, it. Yeah. Shooting its head off. Yeah. If a bear ran into your house and knocked your head off, yeah. would you go, that's a sport? You'd go, no. you want to believe what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Come on. I haven't been hunting, but we did go shooting guns this year for the first time, and that was really, really fun. Yeah, and people hunt, no problem. I'm just not one to do it. I'm telling you right now, it's not for me. Well, I think what you and I would like is maybe what we do is we get guns, and you we're right, we're animal guys. But I was thinking maybe what we do is at like 10 o'clock, we just go over here to the mall. We just shoot all the windows out of the business. That's good. I like it. Cap guns. Remember cap guns? Yeah, nobody gets hurt. Cap guns kind of suck. That was something like jam. They was jammed all the time. Yeah, they, they didn't suck. line up right. Nah, they didn't make no noise. <laughs> all right, here we go. Are you in? T- I already know the answer to this one. Are you intimidated by women who make more money than you? Fuck no. Yeah, me neither. I never understood that. No. Why would you? No, it's, I, the, it's the greatest. Why would you be intimidated yeah. by that? Fuck no. Um, no, it's great, man. I mean, the two most important women in my life outside of my mom and my sister fuck yeah uh, they make more dough and i love them to death but not for that they're just they're great 
if I made more than them, it wouldn't impact our relationship at all. And that's my ex-wife and somebody else. But um, yeah, they make they make great though. But it, it's that that's really cool. But if they were just who they are, doing different things, I'd yeah, they'd be very impactful for me. Would you rather win one million dollars or fall in love? I take the million. Fuck yeah. Take the million. Oh, what a bullshit answer. Dave, a fall in love. Fuck that. So overrated. <laughs> Give me the cash. Give me the cash. All right. Yeah, a million bucks. Now, how long can I live on a million bucks? Not as much as you used to. Yeah. I'll tell right? you that. I can and live that's for a but while. Remember this when you're on your deathbed, you're going to be thinking about the people you love, not how much money you had. Duh. Not sure about that. And who would buy a deathbed? Remember that in the office where yeah. Michael says that? <laughs> yeah. Why would anybody buy one of those? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Stupid. I'm not worried about that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll take the dough. Oh, my Fuck gosh. Live a good life. That'd that be fun. So funny. What do you, which one would you do? I, I fall in love. All I, right. I, what's I, the story? I, we'll take it. We hold on. I got, I, I got one more for you. Okay. Do you think you had a normal or abnormal childhood? Oh, that's funny. Um, I don't know how many people have a normal childhood when you think about it. Yeah, like, I don't mean, you really? You can only compare your childhood to your ex-wife's childhood, right? Like, I, I my childhood. Oh, in, yeah. Experience was I thought I had a really normal childhood. Then I met my wife's family, and I used to think they were crazy. And then I probably realized they were probably more normal than my family. Um, define how long we're looking at from age from from, from let's say the time you're born to eighteen. Oh, mine was great. It was absolutely great. Okay, so a normal childhood. Yeah, my mom did so much for me, for my brother and my sister. Yeah, and I mean by a bad childhood. I mean no, but, one that um, equaled ones around you. No, and especially looking at um, what my ex-wife went through, moving around, doing yeah. a bunch of different things. Dave, I was so lucky to have the people in my life. I mean, friends that we talked about last week, friends yeah. I... The check-in, my buddy Dane and Tommy the other night, I'm at the Kings game, and they just send me a picture. They're got, hey, man, we're thinking about you. Like, that shit's just cool. No, I, I, I wouldn't even say normal. I was, I was so lucky to have the people in my life. My, I'm coming up in a couple of weeks, I'm having lunch with all the coaches from San Diego. All the coaches wow. who were unbelievable for me. When I was a 15, 16-year-old kid, they're all local. And uh, I, you know, one of them reached out and said, what's up? And I said, man, you know, you guys were it. Yeah. You guys were it. And I said, uh, I'd love to do lunch. And it's my man, Danny Field, Coach Armstrong, Coach Cannon. I'm trying to think somebody I'm missing. Uh, I think Craig Bell is still in town. Unfortunately, Fritz Muelthaler's passed away. Eddie Wiley's passed away. A couple of others. But I think, Dave, I'm going to pull the Seinfeld move. Okay. Did you did did I tell you this? Sebastian Maniscalco, the Seinfeld move, what he did? He said he went to lunch with Seinfeld, and he was freaked out because he didn't know what to do when the check showed up, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. So he called ahead of time, and yeah. it turned out that Seinfeld had called ahead and said, yeah. here's my credit card Yeah. because I don't want those guys. I just want to go. I, I just, I can't wait. So we're all, um, it's crazy, man, because they're all guys that I always picture just being pretty vibrant in their 30s and 40s. Well, they're a little older now, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing all of them. That, that's going to be great. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's really neat. Um, 
All right, so, God damn, we had some crazy shit. I mean, in my family, we've had some crazy stuff since, like, 2017. Go on every yeah. year. Every year, there's something bad that's happened. So, when we did our last show Sunday, um, we had something horrible that happened, but I didn't bring it up on the show. So, there's there's hor- two horrible things, um, a couple horrible things in the story, but there's always, you and I always find humor in at least one thing. So, okay. Um, my wife's first cousin, who she's very close to, okay, 52 years old, had stage four cancer, okay? Oof. And so stomach cancer, brain cancer, and and fighting to stay alive as long as she can. She has a 14-year-old son and an 11-year-old son and, oh and a husband. And so um, we were told, you know, she had a few days to go. And so my wife spent all day on Saturday with her. And then my sister-in-law, Mary, stayed with her at, at night. And okay. so... Uh, my sister-in-law is older than my wife and, and it's around 12 o'clock at night on Saturday and, you know, Mary's uh, laying in, in bed with her and she's talking to her and they're, you know, they're very religious and they're praying and they're singing and she tells her it's okay to let go. You can let go. Yeah. And, but she's a hundred percent coherent. She like looks at her and says, I'm, I'm fine. I don't want, I don't want to die. Just let go. Just yeah. let go. I'm, I don't want to die. I, I, like it was like I'm like what the fuck, yeah. and and uh, but she's telling her to let go and and <laughs> we had that conversation with Cheech. Yeah, he was in a fucking coma. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't wide yeah. awake. No, she, she's looking. They're making eye contact, looking right at each other, having conversations. <laughs> Just let go, and she's telling her like for an hour, and 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 <laughs> holy shit. So <laughs> I told my I, Dave, let go. You're done. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I, I, she literally said, "I want to live." What do you no, mean, let go? I love. I'm not Ma- going anywhere. I love Mary, but you I'm know a- that's her, 100, percent right? <laughs> Completely jumping the gun. Let go. I'm right fucking here. Yeah, I told Mary I got a list of about five people I needed to go see. <laughs> um, I was probably on that. List. Oh my gosh. So, oh shit, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. I'm right here. I'm not yeah, going to literally. Told You're her. good. Yeah, that's it. Sign this before you go. Oh my gosh. So Jesus Christ, Mary. Oh my gosh. So one hour later, she does pass. Oh, okay? what? She passes at one o'clock. So at twelve o'clock, that was going on. One an hour later, she passes. And so it was. It was bad. You know, Mary had to go to wake up her sons and say, "Your mom's about to pass. You, oh, you know, you want to be here and the whole deal." And so. It was, it was, it was terrible. You know, Rita's really upset and, you know, of course. And so, um, then the very next day, the dad has a heart attack and dies. Oh my goodness. So the kids lost both parents in a span of two days. Oh my gosh. Back to back. And so we've been basically, you know, you're running around. What happens yeah, to these kids? You got a How 14, old are they? 14 and 11. Oh my goodness. So they lose both parents in two days. Yeah. And they weren't together at the time. I mean, it was bizarre. I mean, how often does that yeah. happen? You know, two people in their 50s, early yeah. 50s, you know, pass away at the same time, basically. And yeah. now you have these two kids. And, you know, what do you do with the kids? And what happens in therapy? And yeah, trying to find finances. And do, how do they, you know, track money down? Every, everything's a disaster, you know. Right. But it's been crazy stressful and so strange of a story. Like, you know, Rita and I look into it. Can you believe it? Like, you keep saying a week ago yeah. at this time, we we're talking to both of them. Yeah. And now they're both gone, but they died separately. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so wow. it was it was it was nuts. So, so the, where are the kids tonight? They're with their aunt. So the girl who passed away had twin sisters. Okay, and they're with the sisters right now. Okay, and so you know everything that you think about going to school and and who they're going to live with and the rest of their life and therapy and everything oh, that goes with it goodness. and you know all that stuff is yeah is it, it, you just can't you can't believe it so. 
anyway, so the, the story is extremely sad. I just wanted to tell that the humor part of it was yeah. my crazy sister-in-law saying, let go when she's looking at her saying, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, it was nuts. But you and I were talking about some sad stuff on Sunday night. I just didn't bring it up on the show. Yeah. And then I was just like, I can't believe this week. This week has been the craziest fucking couple days I've ever seen. Man, oh man. Yeah. It's, Those uh, kids, man. It's right? So hard when there are kids involved, you're going, holy shit. Yeah. I, I feel so bad for, for, of course, the parents yeah. who aren't here. I mean, we got... Things going all the time, man. Yeah. Things go all the time for those kids. And I just feel so bad for the kids. I, it, you guys have that big family. Nothing will ever replace what they've lost, but but I know that family so well. They'll come together and, and do what they can to, to lift those two little guys up. 14 and 11? 14 and 11, yeah. God damn, man. Yeah, it's something That's heartbreaking. Else. It is. So I didn't mean in the show on the down note, but well, that, that was there. And then You, uh, you did. I, I apologize. I told you I wasn't sure I should tell the story. Here's the other thing I'm going to bring up. I almost forgot. For some reason, I'm getting messages, unless you put something out there. Why does everyone think the show's coming to an end at the end of the year? Because I said I don't know if I want to do it again in 22. I, oh. I mean, <laughs> no, I said the other night. Were you not listening? I, I guess I wasn't. I thought yeah. your point was that because the show makes a difference to people, you weren't sure you were going to, that you were saying, you know, you connect with people. I, just, I didn't think you were saying, check it out. Dude, what the fuck are we going to talk about? Down here next year. If they hired Jeff Bannister, I'm one hundred percent fucking out on December thirty first. One hundred percent. That's your threat. If this fucking preller fucks this shit up and yes. goes out there, and I gotta listen to fucking Sniffles Woods going, hey, you know what? Two weeks ago I didn't feel it, but but I'm jacked, guys. I'm jacked. I'm all in. I'm all in on Mark Loretta. It's going to be like, fuck. <laughs> well, give me a list of names that are acceptable for you to come back. How about any name that isn't associated with the Texas fucking Rangers? How about if we start there? Slash Jeff Bannister. Ronnie Midnight. Okay? Ronnie, Ronnie Midnight. Fuck. I go to tune in today because I heard he was going to be yeah. on Darren's show. And all I hear is fucking Darren apologizing. And there's nothing more emasculating than a grown man apologizing. What was he apologizing for? I, I don't know. He said people were mad that he didn't ask questions. Does anybody in the talk, in, in fairness to Darren, anybody in talk radio think uh, Darren's the fucking Mike Wallace of San Diego? They do. They do think he is, unfortunately. You bring the guy on. You talk baseball. You had him on for over 30 minutes. Is that right? Yeah, he was on forever. He went way past the break. Did you hear it? I heard the, the last 15. Did he talk about... I thought he was fine. Yeah, did he talk about San Diego? And uh, I mean, I'm sure... Yeah, he was fine. Yeah. And Ron's well-liked in baseball, yeah. but there's something there. He interviewed before, and he didn't get the job for Jace Tingler. Now, maybe it was just that AJ had the blinders on and was all in on Tingler, and no matter what... Uh, Ron did or didn't say it, it wasn't going to matter. And maybe now you look back and you go, yeah, you know what? The right guy was here the whole time. I mean, very well liked and respected, but there were questions about off the field incidents, right? Within his family, yeah. what led to resign, cocaine, but all those different things. I look at it and go, the Braves gave him an opportunity He's done an amazing job with the Braves. He's a guy very well-liked and loved within the sport of baseball. But I, I wouldn't tune in today to 1360 and expect Darren to start grilling him about decisions that Ron guaranteed 
right? Yes. Real edgy take. Ron regrets in his life. That's not it. And so Darren doesn't have to apologize for shit. The fuck are you assholes? <laughs> fuck do you do all day? Jesus. Fucking roll the penny saver in a tight little knot. You put it in a little plastic bag and you throw it on Dave's driveway. Jesus. They're going to miss you when you're gone. I No, fuck it. <laughs> but I, Marty, did I do anything wrong? Darren, you were wonderful. I'm like, oh, what the fuck am I listening to? Christ's sake. Jesus Christ, just put Landon Donovan on. Let's keep this fucking train moving, huh, kid? <laughs> uh, we won't be here Sunday, Dave, because I'll be at the Stones. All right, I'll be in Orange County. I won't be here either. Oh, yeah, what are you doing up there? You got a big coaching. tournament? Well, here's, <laughs> it's funny you say that. I'm coaching in the Justin Turner Classic, and I really hope Justin Turner's not there. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, fuck. Um. Yeah, I will say this. This is my last thing. For tomorrow night, if you get a chance, wherever, whatever the local sports bar is in your town, as a Padre fan, like, man, our team's not in. Last night, my kids and I went to dinner, and there were Dodger fans in there, and there were Giant fans in there, and it wasn't like that shithole uh, Dodger stadium. Oh, don't start that shit. Where no matter what anybody does, they get hit with a fucking bottle in the just head. Just behave. Guys were just laughing and trash talking the whole thing, but yeah. it was so much fun to be in there. I mean, Dodgers got out pretty quickly and, and didn't look back. But tomorrow night could be pretty, pretty fun. And it should be. Yeah, so go out, right? I mean, just sitting at home with you and Rusty. Uh, Rusty, get out of there. Rusty, get out of there. Very okay over there. Uh, you think Mary's up I'm there? looking at Mary. Yeah. No, she won't be at, in San Francisco, but I watched her the whole game yesterday. To see who I'm talking yeah, about? The course. parka? Of course. Yeah. A fucking old bag of bones. But yeah, get out, man. Like, it's this is going to be old school playoff baseball. This reminds me, Dave, of like when we were kids and it was Red Sox, Yankees, right? Yeah. Like Bucky Dent, Jim Rice this type big, shit. Big time stuff. Yeah, get out and enjoy it, man. And then uh, we'll sit here and listen to Dave make excuses. We'll be Don't back. Don't start here. that shit. I've been making excuses since 2019. Yeah, you'll be making it on Monday night, you fucking crybaby. What's <laughs> wrong with you? See you Monday. <laughs>
better go away A positive video game put a smile on my face That stop sign was paralyzed But I ran it anyway Soundproof fence and a handyman cussing on TV What Californian cuts their own Christmas tree Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door I laughed so hard I 